Chapter Forty of That Lass of Lowry's by Francis Hodgson Burnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Going South. The first day Fergus Derrick was allowed to spend an hour in an easy chair by the fire, he heard the story of his rescue from the lips of his friend, listening to it as he rested against the propping cushions. Don't be afraid of exciting me, he had said to Grace. I have conjectured until I am tired of it. Tell me the whole story. Let me hear the end, now. Derrick's breath came quick and short as he listened, and his haggard face flushed. It was not only to his friend he owed his life, but to Joan Lowry. I should like to see her, he said when Grace had finished. As for you, Grace, well, words are poor things. They are very poor things between friends, was Grace's answer. So let us have none of them. You are on this side of the grave, dear fellow. That is enough. During the rest of the day, Derrick was silent and abstracted, but plainly full of active thought. By nightfall, a feverish spot burned upon his cheek, and his pulse had quickened dangerously. I must wait, he said to Grace, and it is hard work. Just at that time, Annis was sitting in her room at the rectory, thinking of Joan also, when there came to her the sound of footsteps in the passage, and then a summons to the door. "'You may come in,' she said, but it was not a servant as she had supposed. It was Joan, with a bundle upon her arm. "'You're going away, Joan,' she said. "'Tonight?' "'Aye,' Joan answered, as she came and stood upon the hearth. "'I'm going away, tonight.' "'You've quite made up your mind?' "'Aye,' said Joan. "'I mun break loose.' I want to get as far for th' owd life as I con. I'd like to forget th' most on it. I'm going to neat because I dunnot want to be axed questions. If I pass through th' town by daylight, there's them as would fret me with their talk. Have you seen Mr. Grace? Annis asked. No, I shanna have chance to say good-bye to him. I come partly to ax you to say it for me. Yes, I will say it. I wish there were no need that I should, though. I wish I could keep you. There was a brief silence. Joan knelt on one knee by the fender. I have been thinking o' Liz, she said. I thought I'd ax you, if it were to happen so as she'd drift back here again while I were away, as you'd say a kind word to her and tell her about the child, and now as I niver thought hard on her, and as the day niver were as I didna pity her for the bottom o' my soul. I'm going toward the south, she said again after a while. They say as the south is as different for the north as the day is for the neat. I have money now to help me on, and when I stop, I shall look for work. Annis's face lighted up suddenly. To the south, she said. Why did I not think of that before? If you go toward the south, there is Ashley Wold, and Grandmamma, Mrs. Galloway. I will write to her now if you let me, rising to her feet. If you'll give me the letter, I'll tack it and thank you, said Joan. If she could help me to work as like, I should be glad now. Annis's mother's mother had always been her safest resource in the past, and yet, curiously enough, she had not thought of turning to order in this case until Joan's words had suggested such a course. Joan took the letter and put it in the bosom of her dress. There's no more danger for him, she said. Thwaite tell me you were better, she spoke questioningly, and Annis answered her, Yes, he's out of danger. Joan, 
what am i to say to him to say to him she started slightly but ended with a strained quietness of manner there's nowt to say she added rising and preparing to go anice rose also she held out both her hands and joan took them i'll go downstairs with you said anice and they went out together when they reached the front door they kissed each other and anice stood in the lighted hall and watched the girl's departure good-bye she said and god bless you early in the morning derrick called his friend to his bedside i've had a bad night he said to him yes grace answered it's easy enough to see that there was an unnatural sparkle in the hollow eyes and the flush upon the cheek had not faded away derrick tried to laugh and moved restlessly upon his pillow S -s so i should imagine said he the fact is well you see i've been thinking about yes yes great i cannot wait i must hear something a hundred things might happen i i must at least be sure she is not far away I, I shall never regain strength as long as i have not the rest that knowledge will bring me will you go to her and tell her a few words of gratitude for me yes readily will you go now yes grace would have left the room but derrick stretched out his hand and touched him stay he said grace turned to him again you know in the old resolute way you know what i mean the end to be if it may be i think i do grace appeared at the rectory very soon afterward and asked for miss barholm anice came down into the parlour to meet him at once she could not help guessing that for some reason or other he had come to speak of joan and his first words confirmed her impression i have just left the thwaites he said i went there to see joan lowry and find that she's not there mrs thwaite told me she had left riggan is that true yes she went away last night she came here to bid me good-bye and leave a farewell message for you grace was both troubled and embarrassed ay he faltered do you understand it yes anice answered their eyes met and she went on you know we have said that it was best that she should break away entirely from the past she has gone to try if it is possible to do it she wants another life altogether i do not know what i must do said grace you say she has gone away and i-i came to her from derrick from mr derrick anice exclaimed and then both relapsed into silence it was anice who spoke first mamma was going to send some things to mr derrick this morning she said i will have the basket packed and take it myself if you will let me i will go with you as soon as i can have the things prepared End of chapter 40